Hello, welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today, I am talking to founder and CEO of Hoo-Ha, Lorenzo Vassini. Hoo-Ha is a new platform helping consumers seek out and enjoy niche fragrances that may ordinarily be left undiscovered. The mainstream fragrance market is noisy and crowded, but there is a huge amount of independent fragrance producers who have previously found it near impossible to cut through with consumers. With beauty hails feeling like a distant memory and virtual beauty discovery at its peak in consumer interest, now is the time to champion support and experiment with responsible, sustainable and unique fragrances with monthly delivery service. Hoo-ha. Okay, so here to talk about Hoo-ha in his own words is Lorenzo Vassini. First, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's a really exciting opportunity to, to speak to you this evening. Um, so yeah, my name is Lorenzo. I am, uh, I guess you probably class me as an entrepreneur now, uh, CEO and founder at Hoo-ha. Um, so Hoo-ha is you know, in its functional description, it's a it's a fragrance subscription service, right? So that's kind of how you would class it. Uh, what does that really mean? Uh, I'd say, you know, if I was telling my friends, I'd say, look, you know, we I'd describe it as it is, which is, you know, it's a discovery service that really helps you find new and exciting fragrances that you probably never usually find um, from smaller batch brands that have probably got a lesser lesser impact on the world. Um, and that also means that you can discover these fragrances in the comfort of your own home across a longer period of time, meaning you never have to go into another fragrance hall again in your life if you don't want to. So it's kind of, you know, oh, it, heaven. It's, 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 it's a game changer, we, we think, uh, because, you know, there's, there's so many things that just we don't think are nice about fragrance. And, uh, and we're trying to we're kind of trying to package it in a way that uh, is just a bit more accessible and fun. And it is fun because uh, I went on the website and had a look through the bio and enjoyed the opening line of, well, you can have citrus notes, sandalwood and unicorn farts all wrapped into one with this. And I thought, oh, and when I guffawed out laugh, you know, the cat jumped <laughs> off my lap and I thought, I'm in. Uh, it's, uh, it's my kind of brand. So uh, maybe touch upon the, I guess, the idea of the branding and, you know, your approach yeah. to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think... You know, both my, you know, my part, business partner and I, Ryan and I, we're both relatively kind of, um, I guess, slightly irreverent people in, in some areas of life. Um, some of that, you know, comes through more, some doesn't. But I think for us, it was, you know, when we, when we started Hoo-Ha, it was part of a, it was actually a part of a journey into fragrance that we'd made about 18 months prior. So we'd started by setting up our own fragrance brand called Vaunt, which was three unisex fragrances, right? Um, and actually what we found on that journey, and we can always go back there in a minute, was that we discovered this world of fragrance. Um, we were both fragrance fanatics anyway. But what we found was the world of fragrance was just full of rubbish, full of marketing shizzle, full of stuff that actually for us, is just so hideously outdated and irrelevant in a world where people are just wanting to be communicated with on a more kind of on a more more of a level, right? Um, so I, I guess you know if, if you visualise that, it's like I, I'm not sure David Gandhi in white pants is is really the way that people want to be marketed <laughs> about fragrance anymore, right? I oh, mean, yeah. hell, if I looked that good in white pants, I'd probably wear them, but I don't think people are quite connecting with that kind of advertising and marketing anymore. So I think 
people are smarter than brands are giving them credit for. And I think there was, there's a bit of that. There's also the, the reality that there's a lot of opacity and secrecy and guarded kind of um, things in fragrance that, again, we just don't think is relevant mm. in a world where, you know, people want transparency, they want openness, they want um, stewardship, they want a lot of things in their brands that a lot of these fragrance companies just kind of can't do and or won't do right right yeah um so yeah the, what i guess what was behind it was wanting to create a much more i guess some way to democratize the high-end element of an industry that has been so secret and most people can't access it because most of the distribution is always geared towards the same brands you know the deck is stacked in favor of big brands in fragrance basically right because right. most retailers don't want to take the risk on a new brand because you know if you could stock dng light blue over a niche fragrance brand you'll go with dng light blue because it's probably going to sell yeah so i don't know we we wanted to take a gamble and help some help some new players be introduced to people and, and make people's lives yeah right? Well, that's that's interesting. I never really thought about it before, um, but there is so much pretension when it comes to aftershave brands in in total. And I say I've never thought about it before. I do actually say to yeah. my girlfriend each time I see some kind of perfume ad, it's so nebulous and artsy for the sake of art. Like you'll have some like Chris Pine walking out onto a balcony and then doing up a button on his shirt, and then you're like Polo for men. I'm like, what the hell is this? What? Who gives a crap about that? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it the new new Burberry one? You've got Adam, is it Adam Brody, you know, naked on horseback, slashed right, right on the beach? I'm like, I mean, that's not going to make me buy that. It's just not. So what are they trying? I mean, I don't want to drill down too heavily yeah. on other brands, but I'm just trying to get your take on what their thinking might be for this. Is it because <sighs> let's make this as aspirational as possible? That way we can get afford get away with this price tag that we're going to attach to it. Do you think, do you think there's some of that? I, you know what? I, I think it's a great question. I think, um, I mean, if you think about the, the kind of the marketing or, or the playbook for, for a brand when they're going to create a fragrance, right? You've got label wants to create fragrance. Okay. Label, DNG, whoever, Burberry, goes to fragrance producer, right? And there are four or five big ones in the world. There's Givaudin, Fermanish. Coty, uh, IFF, and essentially between them, they make almost every fragrance that you see on the shelf right. in any big department store, right? There are others, but they, they control it. So essentially, big brand goes, I want something that smells sweet, caramelly, and the customer's going to be this kind of person. Great. Um, and then we'll put 20 million behind it to make a big ad campaign. Right. Um, and if it really works, we'll have one version of it and then we'll create three or four that are, what are called flankers, yeah, yeah. which if you fall in love with the first one, then there's a good chance you're going to buy the second and the third and the fourth one. So it means they can keep you buying yeah, yeah. their brand. And, and that, frankly, is what big fragrance is about. Right. And that's been that way for, what, 20 years, do you think? Oh, more. I mean, since, oh. since fragrance has started, right? And, yeah. and look, it, it what we're, what we're saying, we're not saying that the fragrances are bad or, or any of that. But what we are saying is the way that it's currently architected as an industry does not give these up-and-coming, new, independent, smaller batch people a good platform to launch their products. Because if you don't have millions of pounds, it's quite hard to cut through. 
Yeah. Right? So where if you look at, you know, the beauty industry and the wellness industry, you know, direct-to-consumer brands have thrived there because actually digital is a great medium for it because you can you can show what makeup does, you can show what skincare does, you can show what a lot of that does. Whereas with fragrance, you've got to smell it. Yeah. You've just got to smell it. There's no substitute for it. You can you can reorder online, but it's very difficult to discover something new because even if somebody writes something amazing about it, it's still like, oh, it's a gamble. What if I don't like it? Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting as well. I, it's I want to draw parallels to like a mm. like craft beer subscription service mm-hmm. where you'll get something delivered, and it will be something unique that you'll you know maybe introduced to a party of five or six coming around for poker games you know what i mean and then you've got that to champion and this is yours and all of a sudden you're you're quite different by osmosis because you're introducing new things yeah is that kind of like uh, transmitting that to uh to your brand and your business are you kind of wanting people to be the first to have something new that they wouldn't necessarily have been introduced to previously 100 percent. it's um there really is a big big elements of that um and i think you know when we look at when we look at the reviews that we have from our service and our customers something that shines through time and time again is it's just great that that you know i people mention my scent they haven't they haven't commented on what i've worn for for years and you know i feel so confident in what i'm wearing and i don't smell like everybody else and um and actually i think that's a that's a really great thing to kind of introduce people to right um Mm. and you're right you know that if you like the niche part of the industry is a little bit like the the craft beer and you know let's say that you know the kind of coffee uh movement that started yeah these things but, but i think what happened in let's say the craft beer industry is there were some craft beers made and then consumer consumers demonstrated that they wanted it some more was made and it kind of went like this What's happened in fragrances, lots of it's been made, but the consumers haven't been able to say, oh, this is great because it's not available because the distribution points aren't as, like I said, they're not as forgiving and as open to these new brands. So I think that's where things have kind of stalled a bit. But the reality is, right, when you look at kind of where the market is working and where it's not, the, the sales of kind of mass fragrances going like that, to all of your kind of designer fragrances, Ariana Grande, and all these kind of celebrity stuff, they're just not working like they used to. Right. And what's happening is the higher end of fragrance and the more niche brands are starting to grow. And it and it kind of and it, you know we I hear it from lots of different brands. People don't want to smell like everybody else again. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, people. I don't know. It's. I, I think people are just a bit sick of being. I don't know. And also, why would you want to wear the same fragrance for 10 or 15 years? It's like, <laughs> don't, you don't so, wear the same pair of jeans, do you? So I've got a theory on that. I, oh, think, no. it's, I oh. think it's just generally guys are a little bit thick. Uh, if you give <laughs> guys the option of one brand that they've had from the age of 16, they'll go, right, well, I know what Nike fits like, so I'll just wear Nike for the rest of my life, and then I've squared yeah. that box. You know, if you just yeah. go out, I'll just have macaroni and cheese because I know what that tastes like. I don't want to risk anything yeah. else on the menu because I don't know what it's like. But then 
I don't know. Well, uh, that's a that's a bit of a generalization, but you are. I think guys are typically quite loyal to brands, and I don't yes. think that's yes. anything new. Um, how do you get to vet the the brands and the perfumes under your umbrella? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That's that's actually one of the best parts of running a business like ours, right? Because you know we're we're all we're all very very interested in the category, right? We love discovering new fragrances ourselves, so we're we're, we're perfect customers for our brand, right? So for us. When, when these brands, well, when we started out, it was a case of, you know, we had our own collections. We knew the brands that we would love to, to kind of stock. And we went out to speak to them. So this is what we're going to do. Lots of them were like, no, guys, no, nah, I don't think so. And there was a handful that said, yes, we're going to back you. And we built on that. Um, but what happens now is, you know, we're, we're a curated service, right, right now. Which means, as you say, lots of brands are, are sending us samples in, and we have to evaluate those fragrances um, to make sure that not only is it a a brand that kind of fits our philosophy, which is you know we're looking for more independent, smaller batch producers that have got a story yeah the, the, the people that, that are coming up through right um you know i don't know whether you know let's just drop brands like lalaba or byredo you know we wouldn't work with them because they're too big for us they don't need us but what we want to do is help nurture and bring them through the next one right that, right. that would be success for us creating one that, that went on to be you know to kind of hit the big time um but for us it's about you know fragrances that are complete that they tell a whole story that you can tell that it's not you know they're not rushed that they're they're great work and that they have a story behind them that's authentic um and that is coherent because i think what you do also find is there is a lot of fragrances there are a lot of fragrances being made and some of them aren't fantastic some of them aren't great some of them are okay so what we have to do is make sure that at least in our subscriptions we're fe- we're featuring ones that we think are going to tick the boxes that our customers want. And that right. doesn't always mean it has to be a blockbuster or a, a kind of one that's going to fill the room. It just means one that it's going to, it's going to fit what we feel that particular edit, as we, we call them, right. is, is going to do. But, you know, we have a, we have a wonderful, uh, wonderful lady, Brooke, um, who is our head of curation. And essentially her, her job is to smell fragrances, majority of the day, evaluate, take notes, uh, and you know between us we we kind of decide which ones we're going to feature and it's it's such a fantastic job uh, yeah. to do that what are the cool things not cool what are the right things to say when you smell a fragrance but you can't quite place it so i see a lot of bloggers online and when when they yeah. do those tasters and testers yeah. i can see that panic in their eyes because they don't quite know what to say um, yeah. and that normally they go well that's very fresh and i'm like oh come on you can't call it fresh everything's fresh um i don't know maybe help me out because i don't have the yeah. best nose but i want to yeah. get some phraseology down where i know at least yeah. i know what i'm talking about or, or look like i do okay well i think so for you then probably a good thing to do would be to google the fragrance wheel right so have a look at the fragrance wheel. Um, and essentially what that will give you is the core fragrance families, right? Um, now there are, let me, let me just, I, I'm going to make sure I get this right because sometimes I miss a couple. Um, let's get this right. Hold on. 
no. I like the sound of this because you've got yeah, color fields and you can always tie in things with other groupings. So I like this. Exactly. But so we've got, so this, there are, okay. So you've got florals, you've got fruities, mm. you've got gourmand. Gourmand, what's that? Gourmand. So a gourmand, the gourmand category of fragrances that kind of smell like food or drink or uh, something oh, that you yes. want to eat. Right? I see, so yeah, it's yeah. gourmand category. So they're, they're usually, you know, they might smell of coffee or, chocolate or, nuts or, right, or yeah. chocolate or, or brandy or, or something like that. They tend to be kind of classed as a, as a gourmand category. Right. Um, and you've got, uh, you've got herbals, you've got spicy, you've got woods. Ooh, yeah. Woodsy, you know, wood, woody, the woody ones tend to be the kind of the most popular, right? Um, citrus, of course, you know, uh-huh. I mean, you know, citrus is probably the best category for summer, but, but there's some really interesting thing about citrus, you know, what you tend to read on reviews of any fragrances that are citrusy is, oh, I've just spent a hundred odd pounds on a citrus fragrance. It only lasts two hours. This is disgraceful. It's like citrus doesn't last, right? right. If citrus fruit is what it's basically made from and those ingredients just don't last. So the only way you can make a citrus fragrance last longer is to put things that are heavier on the base and that's what you will smell later but you won't be able to smell the lemons and the limes and the bergamot later on because they just disappear yeah. so there's a bit of education as well in there right um then you've got clean fragrances so it might be something that smells a bit of laundry or ozone or breezy you know these kind of smells uh-huh. um but i think floral is one of the interesting categories right because as guys we traditionally kind of probably shied away from florals right mm. you know we're you know we're told florals are for women and you know we should be with woods and leather and yeah, you know, yeah. patchouli and all of that but i mean we've we featured some incredible floral fragrances this year and guys on our subscription are basically just going i had no idea that i could wear a floral and this thing is just insane right. uh, and it's been really interesting i mean um uh, who was it? Hang on a minute. Um, so I'm just trying to think of the guy. Hang on a minute. I've, I've just got to tell you a little, little story. <laughs> he was a, he was, um, uh, God, basically he conquered Europe wearing violets. Oh, okay. Uh, uh what was it? Oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. Napoleon. Napoleon. So Napoleon uh-huh. essentially used to wear violet Every day. Now, and this is what I say to, to guys that say, I can't wear florals. It's like, guys, come on. Come if on a guy can, can basically yeah. dominate Europe you in a conquer the world, <laughs> I'm sure you can manage it, right? It's, it's not a big deal. You can, you can cope with it. So, well, yeah, I'm, they're, only they're, five, I'm only five foot five, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll seek out them violets as well. So, <laughs> so it's not exclusively for short people that want to conquer the world that have you know, got daddy yeah, issues. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay, great. I like it. Uh, so if someone asks me, you know, what are you getting? I can be like, oh, I'm getting notes of gourmand, but then there's a push of violet somewhere. It's a bit like when uh, I like when people taste uh, wine and someone goes, yeah, getting forest floor. I'm like, oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know your onions. When someone tastes whiskey and says I'm getting vanilla notes, I know they're talking shit. Because <laughs> everything's yes, got vanilla notes. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, um, but you know, it, it's 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 a very uh, it's a very interesting world once you once you get going. Yeah. I, you know, I spent uh, I had a visit to Grass 
about three, four years ago and spent time in one of the museums there. And they do a proper kind of, you know, they take you into the note centre and they kind of say, right, smell this, smell this. And it's just, a, it's just such an experience. How does the uh, subscription service work, please? Uh, maybe you yeah. can just walk me through that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things for us was about trying to, trying to make it as simple as we could for people. Because, you know, we're aware that there's a few things that we're doing that are a bit of a leap of faith for people, right? You know, we're doing niche fragrance. Not everybody knows what that is. We're doing a subscription service. That's still, you know, even though we know that they're, you know, most people are subscribed to, you know, multiples these days. It's still, okay, so fragrance by subscription, you know? So what we wanted to do was go, okay, well, let's not, let's put, let's not put too much more mental load on people. So we've kind of made it right. Yes, we're fragrance by subscription. They're not fragrances that you're going to find in a department store. Um, and we've essentially curated three edits, right? Three paths, if you like. Uh, one is called Easy Does It. And, you know, the scents in there are, they're all high quality. They're all eau de parfum, but they're going to be easier to get your head around. They're going to be easy to kind of associate with and understand, right? Um, then the next one up is Buckle Up. And uh, that's kind of all right. Well, perhaps this is not your first rodeo. You know, maybe maybe you've maybe got you know a bottle a thing of, or two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you've got a bottle of I don't know Frederick Mal or Byredo or something in the cupboard or Lalabo, and you're thinking, okay, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I've moved off D and G. I'm going to move up here as well. And then the other one is, you know, the the, the out there one is Take Me to Mars. Ooh. And you know, the fragrances that we we put in there deliberately are there to challenge people because people that sign up to that edit, they want to be challenged. They want their olfactory uh, kind of senses to be challenged. And and my God, we have done that. We've we've sent fragrances out there that people are going, oh my God, this is just the most bizarre thing I've ever smelled in my life. And that's why we create that edit for that very, very thing. So essentially what people do is they, they sign up, for one of those, um, and you get one 10 mil uh, bottle, travel size bottle, comes through your door every month. Um, if you're starting to feel that you know the, the path you're on isn't delivering you the best fragrances every month, you can shift to one of the other ones. Uh, we're always, you know, you can always look on the website and see what fragrances shipping that month. So you can read about it uh, and you can go, all right, well, I know my fragrances is going to ship on the 15th month. I don't like the sound of that one, but I love the sound of that one. You yeah. can move. So that's what's happening. That's the model at the moment. People can uh, sign up on a kind of um, a recurring right, uh, subscription, or they can prepay. They can buy a three or a six or a 12-month um, with a bit of a discount. So, right. okay. um, And they can gift it. That's been quite interesting at Christmas. Loads of people were, were buying ah three or six or 12 month subscriptions as gifts. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a really nice gift because it every month you're yeah. reminded of the person that bought you this gift. How nice, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and you just got to make sure that they don't move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and forget all about those uh, <laughs> gifts that you're now giving a complete stranger. But you're right, I, um, I did do that for, uh, for my brother. I think it was like a magazine or something. And, uh, and each the start of each month he would uh, text me and go oh, i've got it and i'm like who's this again oh yeah that's right because we normally only talk at christmas <laughs> now we can talk every <laughs> month. but yeah love it um 
Lorenzo, I was just going to ask you about mm. the branding as well, because I, yeah. I thought the branding was really cool. I don't quite know what to call it or how, mm. how to uh, mm. coin it, perhaps, is the best way. Perhaps yeah. you can help me. Yeah. Um, do you know, it, it's, it, I'm glad you asked, because I think it's something that Ryan and I spent so much time getting right, because look, anyone can knock up an e-commerce site with Squarespace or Shopify. You know, you haven't got to be smart. To, to create a website right. anymore. You don't need design skills. You don't need branding skills, really. Um, but we felt if we're going to launch this project and we've got a hope of cutting through, particularly with the makers, um, right, we've got to create something that really does stand out from other offerings. So that was what we really felt we had to do because even though we want to remove a lot of the, the kind of, you know, the complexity and the pomp, we've still got to represent very luxury products. Um, yeah, yeah. So we had to create something that that had a feeling of uh, of premium, right? Which which hopefully we, we've managed to do. So they were the kind of things that we still knew we needed to do. Um, we wanted to create a brand that was unisex because you know even though you know 68, 70% of our customers are women, um, we believe that fragrance is for all. And most of our fragrances are unisex fragrances. We, we select them specifically to be unisex um, because, <clears throat> again, there's a huge group of people out there now that really don't care about yeah. this one's for men, this one's for women, this one's... So, so the brand had to speak to both sexes, um, all sexes, in a way that kind of wasn't alienating anybody. Right. Um, and we also wanted it to be really cool. We yeah. wanted it to be... A little bit different so i think you know what style would i call it i mean some people have said it's quite sort of pop arty um it's uh it's got a sort of bauhaus i was going to say bauhaus but because i know yes. nothing about art i was wondering yeah. am i he's just talking about my no that's uh, yeah i, I was going to say it's definitely um yeah, yeah it's got it's got a bauhaus kind of feel to it and yeah it, it i think it seems to be working right well, um mate uh Again, I, I don't want to blow too much smoke up your ass, but I think it was—it's really the, one of the the main lures for me on on the website was just how cool it looked and how it was very easy to navigate around. But you're right; it didn't have that cookie cutter feel that have that websites have these days because you know anyone, even just like me, can make a, a Shopify website or whatnot. So it does look like it's something that's been—you've uh, taken care of it, and you've and you've yeah. also wanted to make it look like a club that you want to be along belong to if that makes sense so um so, yeah. oh, thanks for saying that thank you, no, you know, I'm, it's I'm nice sold. to hear that it. oh good yeah it's um and that, you know you when, when you're trying to when you're trying to uh, you know encourage you know pretty niche high-end luxury brands that are very particular about where they want to be stocked mm. you have to you have to have something that's a little bit different and it's funny you know we were we were talking to a uh, to a, a new brand I think this week, and um, you know, I always ask, why, "Why did you pick us? Why ask not blah or blah?" Mm. And they said, "Because because you're doing something different, and your brand is cool, and you mm. you 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 seem to stand for something, and and we love how you're representing the brands, and we love how you're representing um, fragrance, and and actually you're doing it in a way that no one else is." And like, oh, 
can, can you be on our website and uh, like a video testimonial, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just say all that again, but into the camera <laughs> phone. <laughs> yeah, love it. Well, mate, I think uh, you're doing the Lord's work over there. What are the maybe give uh, our listeners an idea mm. of the prices um, so they know what they're in for? Yeah, yeah. So, so if anybody looks around, um, I mean, we we generally give people. I mean, right now there's a 30% off your first month, right? So, you know, standard is £14.95. Most people pay, I think it's like £10.46 for their first month. And then it reverts back to £14.95 per month, right? But if we think about context here, right, the cheapest of our fragrances is £65 for 30 mil, right? right? So, you know, most people are used to getting a 100 mil bottle of perfume fragrance and they're probably going to pay anything from 40 up to maybe 80 quid maybe 100 quid for it right so if you think about the price per ml that we're giving people is incredible value you know it's like to go and to go and sample some of our fragrances that retail at 180 190 euros for 50 mil you just a, yep. you'd be lucky to find them. B, when you went into the store, I said, can I have a 10 mil sample for 15 pounds? They probably frog remarked you out the door. Right, there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, there's this real value, actually, part of what we're doing for, the, for consumers that, um, that sometimes I don't think people quite get their head around. They're like, 15 quid for 10 mil of fragrance. Mm-hmm. And then when we start to go, well, actually, you know, you know, we're talking normally fragrance might is maybe eight pounds per yeah, yeah. ten. Mil. Yeah, but yeah. our stuff can range up to fifty quid for ten mil of fragrance. And also, you've got a library or a wardrobe now of scents that you kind of build up, rather than going out and saying, "Well, I need to have like say ten cents to get me through the year, and then I'll have to spend X amount to get those bottles in." Taking up crap loads of real estate in the bathroom, which no guy has, I know. Um, so. I'm, I'm guessing there's that uh, allure as well, is that you're going to have a lot of variety and you're yeah. also going to kind of minimise the space so that's all going to live and exist in, right? Totally. And, and, and there, is, there is absolutely this, this notion of a fragrance wardrobe. I'm glad you said it and I didn't have to, I didn't have to <laughs> kind of use it's, it again. But I think you know, it's, I mean, I, you know, I literally, as, as you'd expect, I've probably got 100 fragrances that I, I can dig into on a, on a daily basis, which sometimes paralyzes me in the morning, but, um, but generally, you know, it's great. And, and as soon as people have more than two or three fragrances, that's another thing that they'll say that like, this is amazing having different fragrances to reach for, yeah. for different occasions and different feelings. And for us, that's just a normal way of life. But for most people, yeah, yeah. It's not. and, and actually it should be because like we said in the beginning, you don't wear, um, you, know, you don't wear the same item of clothing to go to the office as you do to play football or, right. or whatever. So, you know, kind of fragrance is, is, is in the same category, right? It's a, it's a very personal thing, but it's also something that other people get to smell. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to be a bit mindful about that. And a lot of people aren't. <laughs> I know. I mean, and people get pigeonholed by what they smell like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah especially if you're working in a very closed environment with other people. And if you don't have a great expanse in your fragrance wardrobe, people can go, well, I know exactly what this guy is about. It's not maybe a bad fragrance, but you, you're not really keeping people on their toes, are you? In, in terms of. No, no. And, and, and it's also, it's, it's being contextually aware about your fragrance as well. Right. You know, some people 
want to, you know, some people want to go into a room and they want the fragrance to enter maybe a minute before them and they want yeah. it to stick around half an hour, an hour after. And, yeah. and okay, that's fine. But actually for a lot of people, that's a bit much, you know. You don't want to be that woman or that guy that everyone's like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if they're like, whoa, at least they're like, whoa, not whoa, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's, you know, if you're going to fill a room with a scent, make damn sure it's a good one and yeah, people yeah. want you to walk back in again, not never <laughs> never come back in because you kind of, you know, you've left a scent trail that is uh, not as nice <laughs> as, as it could be. So, yeah. yeah I just had a thought. So the people in the offices right now have all that kind of multiplex now because they because yeah. of COVID, right? And uh, oh, yeah. at some point, people were going to go. Well, we can probably dispense with that. Well, apart from the guy that just has the horrible scent in the office, well, we can keep, yeah, we'll him, keep him. Yeah, we we'll keep him cocooned. <laughs> you know, he's uh, <laughs> he's got no say in this. Don't give don't give him the memo. It will just be him in a bit of Percyplex. It'll be like a silver in Skyfall when he gets caught. And, <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Lorenzo, I could right. speak to you for hours. I appreciate you've got a life to get on with. Hoo-ha, the place to go. Hoo-ha.co.uk. Spelt like, you sound, like it sounds, really. Uh, but we'll leave all the links over on the show notes at menswearstyle.co.uk. And, uh, yeah, great fun. Thanks for all the info and, uh, and keep it going. Thanks, Pete. It's been really brilliant talking to you. And, and uh, you. One, day, one day I'm going to get a microphone like that. I'm so envious. <laughs> I'm well, be a professional uh, one day. it's not that professional. I'm clutching it between my knees, and as I just <laughs> tilted back, it just everything fell like a house of cards. But uh, that's okay. I'll, I'll edit that out in post. No one, no one will hear that. <laughs> All right, mate. Great talking to you. All right, really mate. enjoyed it. Great Thanks a lot. You. Thank you. See you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Menswear Style Podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you'd like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.